You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Mariners Edition. I'm Danny Wexelman. The Mariners spring training is underway in Glendale, Arizona. Manager Scott Service explains how this year's camp has many more familiar faces and D. Gordon's transition from fish to fisherman. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. It's something we've talked about here in the early days of spring training, how much different this year is, just because we know everybody so much better. We had a ton of turnover on our roster by design. You know, the first couple of years we needed to, to add players and certainly add some younger players and more athletic players. We've done that. Uh, you know, the guys all got a chance to play last year and kind of establish themselves. I think we had three rookie outfielders played over 90 games. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Um, so those guys come back now. They know what to expect. Uh, and, and all of our club, it's outside of, you know, we've added Dee Gordon, uh, Ryan Healy, and a couple guys on the, on the pitching staff, but uh, it's been a much different feel in our camp so far. Really looking forward to having Dee around our clubhouse every day, first of all. Uh, tremendous work ethic. Uh, he's been out here since probably about 10, 12 days already. Again, it's a big switch for him getting acclimated to center field. So he knows that, so he's been out working his tail off. and. And you mentioned the energy level he brings you know, on the field, in the clubhouse, around the ball club. It's really welcome and, and looking forward to having him around our guys all year. And when you make a, a major trade like that and you're bringing over an, an all-star type second baseman, which we already have one of those, you know, how's it going to fit on our ball club? It was all about center field. Uh, being one of the fastest guys in the league, we thought he could obviously transition into that spot, but it's not going to be easy. Center field is so much different. He has no experience out there, so there may be a few... Uh, messed up routes once in a while, but that's what spring training's for. Uh, but he, he's, he's putting his arms around this thing. He wants to go out there and show everybody he can be one of the best defensive center fielders in the league. Ryan is uh, early early thoughts on the injuries guy. He's, he's probably going to be back close to opening day, right around there. Uh, and we'll keep our fingers crossed, but it gives an opportunity to a couple other young guys, you know, Mike Ford and Vogelbox, and see where we're at as far as that goes. But Healy's not going to be out much at all. GM Jerry Depoto touches on how Japanese pitchers like Hisashi Iwakuma adjust to the majors and how veterans like Felix Hernandez and Robbie Cano maintain consistency throughout their careers. It's going to be a lot harder for guys who've thrown 1,500 career innings, who are in their 30s, who have done this all their career to adjust to that. It's going to be a lot easier to a kid who threw every Friday night once a week or a pitcher who was a professional in Japan who's pitched on a seven-day rotation as opposed to what we do in Pro Bowl. There's a reason why 90% of the players or pitchers that you draft when they enter into Pro Bowl throw slower than they did as amateurs. Why? Because we're asking them to throw on a more frequent interval. And the easiest way to do that is, yeah. is to, to ask them to throw on a less frequent interval. And, and, and I think we can do that and, and potentially raise the, the impact of each player as long as, and as long as our system rewards them for throwing fewer innings and being more impactful during those innings, then the player will, will embrace it as well. Because it, it's, we're asking him, him to do more in less time and not be harmed either financially or in the way you're viewed by your peers. That's the, those are the critical elements. You Darvish is pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad he's in the other league. You know, I, I, I personally was quite happy when he got traded. It's, it's a dynamic breaking ball more than anything else. The combination cutter-slider, you know, obviously he throws in the mid-90s. He's got, he has pinpoint command when he's on. Uh, his breaking ball, when he executes his breast breaking ball, it's almost unhittable. Yeah, it, it just does so many different things. It, and by different, it's got different shapes, different speeds, different sizes. He can make it a curveball, he can make it a slider, he can make it a cutter. 
you Darvish, and I've had a chance to watch him pitch since he was 18, uh, you know, back with the, the Nippon Ham Fighters, he is among the best sensory field pitchers I ever saw as a young player. He has a better feel for the ball in his hands than almost any guy. You, Zach Ranke, has a similar trait. Uh, you know, guys that can Felix is that way. The guys that can pick up the ball and just make it do so many different things. And Darvish is in that camp. And, and frankly, I'm glad he's in the other league. In the case of Robbie Cano, and I'll, I can only speak looking across leagues, across fields. We see Joey Votto a couple times in the spring. He's an awesome player. Uh, I don't really count Joey Votto as an old player because I haven't seen him. The long commitments to players who are as accomplished as these guys are. I, I will say that Joey Votto has, you know, we'll reference what we've referenced in front offices as old guy skills, the ability to get on base. That doesn't really go away. And, uh, you know, and Joey does it as well as anybody, not just in this generation, but as, as well as mo some most of the best on-base generators in history. He controls the strike zone better than most people that have ever played Major League Baseball. I think that gives him a really good shot of sustaining what he does. And similarly with Robinson, you know, Robinson, it's, it's hand-eye coordination, the number of, of hours in his lifetime that he has spent putting a barrel on a baseball. It's, I don't want to say it's easy for him because it's a complicated skill. He does it better than most people that have ever been born. And, uh, you know, he works at it. He's committed to it. There are a few players in their mid-30s that are more in tune with what their body's doing, more in tune with what they need to recover. And Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz, Joey Votto, Albert Pujols, right? these guys spend more time in the batting cage and, and refining what they do. Tony Gwynn for many, many years, that's what they do. And, and, and in their 30s, they're able to be wildly productive players. And, you know, at 35, 36, we're going to have Robbie Cano out there in his early 40s. And my guess is, while he may not be playing second base at 41, he's probably going to be able to hit and, and because that's what he can do. And, and uh, you know, it's it's... That is a comforting thing when you're making long-term investments, is knowing that they have a sustainable skill. Nobody's going to be able to defy the, the, the aging curve as we know it. You know, sooner or later, your run tool will start to dilapidate. Sooner or later, you're not going to be able to go play the defense that you've always played. But we play in a league. Joey may not, you know. But, but we play in a league where the DH is allowed, and, and you're able to, to take that, that hit skill and, and transition over, over, yeah, over your, your final years, which is a, a comforting thing. This has been MLB.com Extras Mariners Edition. I'm Danny Wexelman. For all your Mariners news, head to Mariners.com, and thanks for tuning in.